This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show, live and on demand and back here within the friendly confines of our posh, still relatively new Blaze installed studio. I'm Steve Dace back after spending the day in Chicago yesterday. And yes, I did survive one of the murder capitals of North America uh, and had a great time talking to the students and uh, hanging out at the University of Chicago Law School yesterday. So I want to thank Carl and the rest of the team there for the invite. And uh, I think I probably enjoyed myself even more than maybe you guys did. At least I'm hoping that's the case because I'm fairly mediocre. So we are back here for another full two hours, plus today's overtime. Todd Erzin is here as well as Aaron McIntyre. Hope you guys had a great weekend, uh, a long weekend. Uh, Gentlemen, before we get into the the meat and potatoes of today's show, I need to start off, though, by doing you a solid. One week from today is game day. One week from today is game day. Yes, it's a completely contrived event uh, meant to do absolutely nothing but enrich certain industries um, on the backs of emotional manipulation. Nevertheless, it matters a great deal. So don't screw it up. Let me make sure you translate and understand fluent female. Yes, she wants something. I don't want anything means yes, she wants something. I don't care means you bet your ass I care. Okay. Don't make a big deal out of it means expectations here are high. Is your wife the exception? Is my wife the exception? No. Is anyone's wives the no. exception? No. 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 And no. <laughs> no. Because even if she is sincere, if you then go out of your way, she's not going to like rebuke you. I rebuke thee. No. No. And like I told you last week, have them sent, if she works, have them sent to the job. So she can brag. Okay. So take advantage right now. Take all the Valentine's Day pressure off. It's game week. You've got one week. Take advantage of our friends over at Books right now. B O U Q S. Books for bouquets. B O U Q S dot com. Use the promo code Steve for 25% off. These are farm fresh flowers, not factory fresh flowers. So they last a little longer as well. Books dot com. Promo code Steve to check a look at their or take a look and check out their great selection and get 25% off with the promo code Steve at Books dot com. All right, coming up at the bottom of this hour. We'll get more into the war within American government education. Uh, Next hour, some fake news or not. Remember conspiracy theories? Remember those? Remember when we didn't, we spent many years in this program, or at least I did anyway, not wanting to peddle in those? Turns out I'm still not doing it, actually. Oh, I've been accused of peddling a lot of conspiracies for the last few years, but it 
turns out that they're now all true. So I'm, I'm still not peddling in conspiracy theories. <laughs> so I, I really haven't changed, actually. The crazy voices in our head turned out to be correct. nice, quality friends. They're not conspiracy theories. They're now confirmed facts is now what they would be. We'll get into that. Uh, my daughter Anastasia will join us as well. And there's been a lot of talk when we get into Pop Culture Tuesday about the wokening and the ruining of pop culture in America. That everything it touches, it ruins, right? I mean, I've said this. Anything, this thing, it, it, it is a tumor. It's a tumor. Everything it touches, it taints, okay? And we have seen that in the pop culture world. I've got a graphic I want to show, show you, courtesy of a website that uh, is a great account on YouTube that pushes back on woke Hollywood called Nerdrotic. And it's a graphic that I think may best quantify. So it's, is it just our right-wing lamenting? Is it a sentiment? Are we overrating it? Mm. What's the data show? Because we kind of like data on this show, right? That's kind of our jam, right? So we're going to show you the data on the wokening of pop culture. And no, it's not just a perception. We'll talk about that. And that just played out, by the way, this past weekend. We'll get into that as part of the conversation as well. M. Night Shyamalan just had his worst North American film opening ever, ever. I mean, even when he was in the depths of that, you know, post um, Unbreakable slump, you know, he had, he had, I see dead people at Unbreakable and he was going to be the next Spielberg, right? And then for like the next 10 years, like, what is this? Okay. He was kind of in a slump. He's come out of it now. Even in the, even when he was doing movies like The Village, which frankly, people should have been arrested for that film. I hated it with a passion. Even when he was in the midst of doing tripe like that or mermaids in the water at apartment complexes, whatever the hell that was. Okay. Even when he was in the midst of doing those films, they didn't open as weekly as this one did. In fact, the global box office for night at the night at the cabin was less than what the domestic forecast was for its opening. So it did less worldwide than it was forecasted to do just here in the U S it plays into this data we're going to share with you coming up later on in the program, as well as, as you hear now that the new Ironheart series on Disney Plus, they're telling you that this is going to be a trailblazing tra- series for trannies, which, you know, just, they're literally just like the scene in the, in the Dark Knight where the Joker just lights all the mob's money on fire. They're literally just doing that. And it's playing it, and it, the, the public is rejecting this. That, the same public, by the way, that greatly disappointed us this last election night, right? Same public, right? Same public, okay? Yet, we can't, we can't get them to say, you know, it was kind of bad last year that we lost more disposable income in the United States in one year than we had since 1932. Did you see that stat while we were gone? This stat came out while we were gone. More disposable income was lost in the United States last year than in any year since 1932. Speaking of the Joker, it's all part of the plan. Indeed, it is. Yes. So we, we, we can't even count on our countrymen anymore to just roll over and vote the way we want them to while they're getting robbed blind to their face. We can't even count on that. And yet, even in this decrepit, declining, diminished state of a once great country, we are roundly rejecting this entertainment, this, this stream of entertainment. It's getting rejected comprehensively. 
So we'll get into that conversation coming up for Pop Culture Tuesday. But before we get there, let's get to Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by They Always Knew. Now, this story is a few days old, but it's too important to not mention in the montage. We thought the saga of Project Veritas and that director of mRNA research and development for Pfizer was over after the latter. A dude named Jordan Walker was seen on camera assaulting Project Veritas crew members who were confronting him about his revelations that the company is doing a form of gain-of-function research. We thought this was over, but we're wrong. It turns out Pfizer is indeed aware and concerned about a side effect of their jabs that's been suspected for almost two years, and the aforementioned Jordan Walker talked about it on Undercover Camera. Something irregular about their menstrual cycle, so people have to investigate that down the line. Yeah. Well, because that is a little concerning. The vaccine shouldn't be interfering with that, so we don't really it, it shouldn't? It shouldn't. Like but is it? There's something happening, but we don't know what's going on. Well, I mean, you're a urologist, so you must understand, like, what's going on with it, right? Like, well, that's why I understand that it's weird. I hope we don't find out that, like, there's somehow this mRNA, like, lingers in the body, and then it, like, has... Because it has to be impacting something hormonal stuff. They impact menstrual cycles. Yeah, or, like, the entire next generation is, like, super f***ed up. Could you imagine the scandal? Oh, my God. I'd be, I'd take Pfizer off my resume. Moving on, a new meta-analysis study from doctoral researchers in the UK, Canada, and Australia, and Saudi Arabia analyzed almost 80 randomized controlled trials and found that physical interventions to prevent respiratory transmission, like masks, made, quote, little or no difference. The researchers specifically mentioned masks were ineffective in blocking both flu and COVID. We now know the cause of death for the Air Force cadet we told you about a couple of weeks ago. An autopsy says 21-year-old Hunter Brown died of a blood clot in the lungs. The autopsy also says it was likely something to do with an injury he sustained in football practice. Sure. And now the absolute state of America in 30 seconds. What you're watching is just blatant satanic worship at the Grammys the other night as a dude named Sam Smith and another dude who thinks he's a woman named Kim Petras perform. CBS, like the television network CBS, replied to a tweet from Smith promoting his performance saying, quote, you can say that again, we are ready to worship. Now, the only reason I'm putting this in the montage is, well, watch for yourself. So Pfizer knew about the menstrual issues their jabs were causing. We've got a meta-analysis study about the ineffectiveness of masks. We've got Pfizer literally sponsoring demonic worship on Sunday night. Here's an update on that giant orb in the sky. Last week, Joe Biden says he gave the order to shoot down the Chinese spy craft. Order the Pentagon to shoot it down on Wednesday as soon as possible. They decided without doing damage to anyone on, on the ground. They decided that the best time to do that was it got over water. Of course, we've known for quite some time Joe Biden isn't the commander in chief of anything, save for his morning pudding cup. So the military ignored Biden and let the craft traverse the entirety of the continent before, you know, shooting it down on Saturday. The Pentagon had previously said these types of balloons had crossed over the country during the Trump administration, but multiple senior national defense officials, some who are even critical of Trump, have said that's a load of bunk. The Pentagon then said yesterday these types of balloons traversed over the country during the Trump administration, but we didn't know about it until very recently. But don't worry, though. The Biden administration, along with the Pentagon, has assured the balloons aren't dangerous and posed no threat whatsoever. Staying at the White House, Biden economic advisor Brian Deese says multiple quiet parts out loud. In fact, the Inflation Reduction Act 
was at its core about lowering costs that families face. The actual you know, monthly costs that they face for prescription drugs or for health care, lowering the clean energy costs that they face. Speaking of saying the quiet parts out loud, here's a tweet from Scientific American. Converting the existing U.S. car fleet to electric vehicles would require more lithium than the world currently produces, showing the need to move away from private cars as a primary means of travel. Anyway, here's Biden on global warming. If we don't move on the climate crisis, we don't, we're going to see the, 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 you know, the North Pole as the kids would say, we're going to see those glaciers melting. And now I give you, as the kids would say it, glad tidings of great joy. We did it. We finally did it. We found a leader of a Western power who's able to finally give the verbatim answer to the question everybody up until five minutes ago already knew the answer to. You were very supportive of women in the Commons yesterday uh, in relation to mm. Rosie Duffield and the yeah. problem she's had with Keir Starmer. The world's most controversial question, bizarrely, has become... What is a woman? We know that Nicola Sturgeon can't answer that. We know Keir Starmer can't answer that. You're the British Prime Minister. What is a woman? Yeah, I, of course I know a woman is adult human female. In Oklahoma, mentally ill insurrectionists attempted to tear the very fabric of our fragile democracy apart by storming that state's capital yesterday. It was apparently in response to two bills that would ban meatball surgery for mentally ill people under the age of 26 in one bill and under the age of 18 in another. A high school student in Ontario has been kicked out of his Catholic high school for publicly stating there are two immutable sexes, male and female. 16-year-old Josh Alexander has been out of St. Joseph's Catholic High School in Renfro, Ontario since November after he organized a protest against a school policy allowing mentally ill dudes who think they're girls to use Use the same locker rooms as actual girls. And finally, we check in on the California of the Midwest, Minnesota. My name is Amber Mum. I use she, her pronouns. Uh, I'm a member of the St. Cloud Hive of the Parents and Allies of Trans Youth, the Transgender Movement for Liberation, and a member of the Tea Time Support Group run by the Aliveness Project. I am also a proud gender, transgender woman, but more importantly, I am the mother of two wonderful transgender and gender expansive children. And that's what happened while we were away. That's not a Catholic school. Just a school. I mean, call themselves whatever they want, but you, you know, a tree by its fruit, that's, that's not a Catholic school. It's just trying to brand itself as such. But if you are a Hindu in this audience, you are more Catholic than that school. Aaron's Montage is brought to you by our friends over at Better Spectacles. If you're unhappy with your current glasses, and it's not just because of what Aaron made you watch for the last three to four minutes, uh, but uh, maybe you were unhappy even before then, and maybe it's because you've got new progressive lenses. You're a little far, you're a little near. That's kind of my MO as well. Good news for you. You don't have to get uh, terrible glasses and dorky frames anymore. Head over to our friends over at Better Spectacles. Get hooked up with 144-year-old German engineered Rodenstock eyewear. Those are the cool frames. That's what I am wearing here today on the show and so many other iterations you can choose from as well. If you go to betterspectacles.com slash Steve to schedule a teleoptical appointment. You won't even have to leave your home to get access to some of the best opticians in the country. And if you want to get started with them, they're offering you a 61% off introductory offer today. And they throw in the frames for free. The rodent stock frames get thrown in for free to get you started and 61% off when you go to betterspectacles.com slash Steve. Once again, that is betterspectacles.com slash Steve. Coming up in the overtime today, many years ago, 
now. Um, a, a, a church we used to belong to, uh, Pastor Bob, had had me put together a presentation on worldview for their elder board. And I showed a clip of Rob Bell that in the moment, now these are all very seasoned saints. They, I mean, I'm the youngest guy in this room at the time, okay? And I'd still be the youngest guy in this room and if, if we did this 15 years later from that time period. And I showed a clip of Rob Bell. And this is several years before Rob Bell went full heretic, full, you know, uh, universalist, there is no hell, love wins. He was always that. But before he decided to go ahead and, and, and uh, go Sam Smith at the Grammys. By the way, do you even know who Sam Smith was? No. Never heard, never heard of the dude until this. So I guess... In the spirit of Alice Cooper and Marilyn Manson, mission accomplished in a certain respect, right? I mean, a bunch of more people know who you are than did before. But anyway, um, and so I showed them a video of Rob Bell. And the visual presentation of that video and the power of it, a lot of them are like, I don't know. I mean, I've never heard it put that way before, but man, it just seems really empathetic and sympathetic. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I had to take a break. And then the broke for like 15 minutes. So all the emotion subsides. And I just came back and read a transcript. Now, just the transcript of what Rob Bell said. And the looks on their faces, people shaking their heads. No. Okay. <laughs> Same group had just said when they were visually stimulated. Right. The eye is the lamp to the body. Right. When they were visually stimulated, that same group of seasoned citizens was like, I don't know. Doesn't sound right, but kind of feels good. Feels right. So they were in. When I just read them the transcript, though, they had a completely different read. They recognized heretical teaching. We're going to do that again to some degree. I'm going to show you a video from someone who's been a guest on this show in the past and used to be the president of the Southern Baptist Convention. Right? Wasn't J.D. Greer the president of the Southern Baptist Convention? He was indeed. We're going to show you a video of J.D. Greer. When you see the video, it's going to feel like it's right. It's not. We'll have that conversation today in the overtime uh, for Blaze TV subscribers at blazetv.com slash dace. That's where you can go to become a Blaze TV subscriber today for just 10 bucks a month. And if you are a Blaze TV subscriber, that's where you'll be able to watch it later today at blazetv.com slash dace. All right. I want to I want to spend our time today. And by the way, I don't say this a lot. Adam Kinzinger, who is the new prime minister of the UK, that, that's, they basically went, Mitt Romney was Boris Johnson with worse hair. Then they, they tried Lisa Murkowski for like 15 minutes and they were like, okay, see you next Tuesday, basically. And then they came back with sort of a, uh, a darker pigmented Adam Kinzinger. That's essentially what they did. Okay. So, I mean, he's got the same haircut, the same everything. All right. I must say I am shocked. He, he answered that question correctly. So this is what it takes to exceed my expectations. Can you get a very basic question of biology correct? And he did. So I guess I have to give him credit for that. Now, his government will probably go out and govern completely in opposition to what he said there. But at least he got the question right. You know, it's a little bit like Kevin McCarthy. Republicans, every time they win the majority in Congress, they do this thing where they, he, McCarthy's doing it this morning. They read the Constitution out loud. They read it out loud. And of course, they'll just, you know, how about, have you guys thought of maybe following it? I mean, I don't, I don't know, we could do that maybe instead, but now nah, we'll just read it. But that's what a lot of, quote unquote, that's all conservatives really want. They just, they just want to go home, 
clip on, you know, you click on Fox tonight and see the clip of McCarthy reading the Constitution so they can self-righteously then say, see, we still believe in it, do nothing about it or with it, demand nothing of it, um, and, you know, and, 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 you know, own the libs. That's another show that I've done 10,000 times. So let's do a show about a giant orb in the sky instead. That's where I want to go. Because many important lessons were learned. Uh, and this was the most important story in the country, the period of time that we were off the air. I want to make sure we're being honest with each other here. This is not the program you come to if your favorite country song is don't pee on me and tell me it's raining. All right. This is the show where we're all consenting adults. Nothing, nothing is euphemized, sugar-coated. We don't do any petting, rubbing of your belly, massaging of your soft head. You come here because we serve hard drinks to people that want to get drunk on the truth fast. That's what we do here. We don't even have lemons and salt shakers on the bar, man. You're just going to mainline it and take it straight. And that'll put hair on your chest. So let's make a few things clear. Number one, China did not invade our airspace. They already own it. President of the United States himself is at best the friendliest way we could put it, has at least the suspicion of being compromised because of his business dealings and interests, you know, the whole 10% for the big guy thing with China. That's the best case scenario. The best case scenario is just a run of the mill corruptocrat trying to cash in on public office. And it just so happened to be the checks were written by the only country who can rival us economically and militarily on the planet. How's your Tuesday going so far? They own more American farmland than individual American farmers do. They own 80% of the world's antibiotic supply. Almost all of the PPE that did not work over the last three years was made in China. Even some of our advanced weapon systems in the military were made in China. We import over 300,000 Chinese communists, I'm sorry, um, uh, college students into our universities every year, over 300,000. Major sectors of American pop culture, two of the largest, tailor their content to appease China. Looking at you, NBA and Hollywood. While they make sure to put the most divisive rot gut they possibly could when they present that content to us as Americans. Almost every major corporation in America 
is in bed with the Chinese. I mean, Apple kept many of its stores in China open during COVID while they were still closed in the malls of America. Almost all of them are in bed with the Chinese or and or are striving to impose a Chinese-esque social credit system via ESG and all these other phenomenons upon us. Unless you want to impact the community with your religious viewpoints, particularly if they're from like the Bible, or, you know, these two things are at loggerheads in our society, but they're both equally stymied and shunned in Chinese society. If you want openly homosexual content, you can't get either one of those. You can't do either one of those in Beijing or Shanghai. By and large, though, outside of that, life in Beijing and Shanghai ain't much different than life in San Francisco and a lot of America's urban cities. Just less crime because they just literally just shoot people on the street if they try. They control thoughts. They control actions. Not much different. Not much different than the ideology on most of America's college campuses, in fact. No. Now, they, they did invade our airspace. They already own it. Anybody telling you differently? Boomer Khan? We, we need to muscle up the military. No, no we don't. No, I, the last thing, let me tell you, there's a, there's, we got, <laughs> we got 10,000 problems right now and a not muscled up enough military ain't one of them. I'll take, what's some of the dumbest shit we could possibly do right now, Alex? for all the money in the world that we can print, like 80% of it we printed in just the last few years. Muscle up a military that is in the process of poisoning its ranks philosophically, morally, and ideologically when they're not poisoning their ranks literally, physiologically. And then purging those who would dare dissent. Oh, yes, let's muscle up the military because that's mu that muscle is more than likely going to be used against me and you, not the shy comms. Remember General Milley? Well, I promised uh, Chai Coms I'd give him a heads up if Trump ever like was going to you know, start a war. Any other previous era of America, uh, he'd have been on trial for treason after saying something like that. Instead, he's actually still running the military now. No, they, they didn't invade our airspace. They own it. This wasn't an attempt to spy. We've played TikTok videos on this show for the last two weeks. How many Americans are on TikTok? Hundreds of millions? Tens of millions? Yep. They already have all your information, man. They've already got it all. And probably half the dark web are probably people that are friendly to, the, to their regime anyway. They've already got all your info, dude. Our elite class, our, our, our elite institutions are already sold out to them. This wasn't a spying mission. This was a different form of test, and we failed it miserably. This was, can we drag our nutsack across your face in front of the world and maybe fart while we're doing it? Right on your face, man. Right on your face. And then what will you do? And the answer is, not a damned thing. That's the, that, that was the test. They don't, <laughs> Chinese have passwords that you don't even use anymore, okay? Get out of here with that crap. They're not the enemy here. Don't get me wrong. They should be, but they're not. Hear me out. The calls are coming from inside the house. The calls are coming from inside the house. It is not 1984, Boomer Khan.
On second thought, maybe it is. Just not in the way you might think. Hmm. It ain't morning in America. There is no America. It's just the least sucky place to live at the moment. We're not an objective force for good in the world. Our scientists went over there with your tax dollars and created this damn virus. And came up with a vaccine so poisonous, the Shycoms wouldn't even give it to their people. You know, the ones they made them jump out of towers in Shanghai because that was it. It was either that or starved to death. Even that regime wasn't willing to put Pfizer and Moderna into their people. What does that tell you? Instead, we're selling it everywhere. Give it to your babies. No. Put down the flag. Pick up a brain. I don't care how many books you've sold. I don't care how many more podcast listeners you have. You're wrong. And people are dying as a result. Like when you pimped the jab to your people and it killed them. Wake up. It ain't 84. But it might be 1984. No, the last thing we want to do is further muscle up institutions that will fire on me before the Shycoms. Fire on your audiences before the Shycoms. The calls are coming from inside the house. But it's okay. Because Kevin McCarthy read the Constitution out loud this morning in Congress, and I'll be watching that on the five tonight. Just political, endless political masturbation. Are you glad that we came back from a long weekend? More in a moment. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... A real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. If you are looking for premium audio at the perfect price point so you can build great habits without breaking the bank, right? I mean, I, these are uh, Raycon, these are the best earbuds I've ever tried in terms of fit and sealing in the audio, right? So it's just you and the workout or the walk or what you're doing all day long and what you want to listen to. Uh, great. Um, that's why they're so popular. I mean, you're dealing with tens of thousands of five-star reviews. 
Um, and you don't have to choose between products. You can get one of each, a pair and a spare, and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys that are out there as well. So the offer is, for they offer buy now, pay later options. Um, so many great products. And you can take 15% off your Raycon order right now. R-A-Y-C-O-N. Find out for yourself why I have to hide these from my kids when they come into the house. They have been known to just suddenly disappear on me. All right, go to buyraycon.com slash Steve. That's buyraycon.com slash Steve. Every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. If, hey, I overrated them. They're not what I build them to be. You get your money back. All right, buyraycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N, buyraycon.com slash Steve. 15% off your order when you go to buyraycon.com slash Steve. Alvin Louie is here with us. From Courage is a Habit, we want to welcome him back here to Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. Alvin, it's good to have you with us. How you been? Steve, I've been doing great. I've been busy, and it's good to see you. I love that article you wrote about how uh, weak men's uh, contributing to a lot of these problems. That was excellent. Uh, thank it. you. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. So the reason you're very busy is because we're essentially now in an all-out war, which I'm happy to see because it's only like 30 years overdue, yeah. okay? But we're, yeah. we're, we're basically right. in an all-out war right now within American education, or is that putting it, is that too much a hyperbole in your view? It is absolutely not. It is absolutely a war on families, and it's a war on innocence, uh, on children. In K through 12, a lot of parents are finally seeing uh, what's going on uh, in, in, in education. But the problem is that they're seeing even average people that have never paid attention to a lick of politics are seeing it because unfortunately it's been saturated. It's been saturated at the school board level, the teacher level, and sadly, unfortunately, at the school counselor and mental health level. And that's really kind of this new phase, uh, this kind of almost last phase where they're getting into your children's minds and hearts and separating children from families. Uh, and last time I was here, I, 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 we had just started exposing the American School Counselor Association, which we call ASCA. And your timing couldn't be better because this is the week uh, right. that they call National School Counseling Week, or as I call it, Narcissist Insufferable People Week. And this is the week where they remind everybody how important they are. Uh, and the counselors, what they're doing is they're separating children from families by redefining two words, that's safe and abuse. They're redefining and expanding that to say, if you, the parents, don't succumb to the transgender ideology, the transgender cult, you now, the parents, are unsafe, you're abusive, and the school is a safe place. And now with the grants and money coming in from the uh, federal uh, department, uh, there, every K through 12 are, are getting more school counselors, more social workers, and they're working with outside very radical agencies like Gleason, uh, Outmain, uh, those places like that to uh, set the parents up to be abusive. So when you were here before, you, you kind of blew my mind a little bit with your your focus and fixation on school counselors and the role they play. I mean, I'm I'm an ideologue, I'm logically driven. Uh, I'm focused so much on the curriculum and what's actually being taught. I don't even know if sure. I, I, other than, you know, college preparatory 
discussions. I don't know that I even had a conversation with my guidance counselor in four years of high school. Couldn't I? Could I don't think I could name a single one of the people that was my guidance counselor in high school. So just generationally, it's a different situation. But the more and more that we have dysfunction and broken homes, and kids are looking for anchors, they're looking for non-judgmental spaces, as they should. They're looking for uh, places where they can be uh, given empathy and heard unconditionally. You know. Um, it, 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 it's clear in the last generation since I left school 30 years ago that this has become more of a battlefront because there is an emotional bond being forged in these places that in the past was largely uh, relegated and or formed or fashioned within the home. That's right. And even then, there's always been, thank God, there's always been individual programs to help children who need help. And so what they do is this, and here's the simple formula. There have always been organic vulnerabilities. Organic vulnerabilities meaning things like a child's born into a drug-addicted home, they're abused or neglected, uh, those kind of things. Those are organic vulnerability, drugs, violence. Mm -hmm. What the school counselors and these uh, transgender ideologies, uh, activists, transgender uh, ideology ideology activists, uh, critical race theory pushers, what, they're, what they did was they use people's kindness and heart for organic vulnerabilities to allow them to put in programs to smuggle in synthetic vulnerabilities. So what they do is they say, hey, look, look at all the kids who need help. And 99.9% of parents, their heart comes out, right? Of course they should. They go, yes, of course, these social emotional learning programs are great. These mental health issues are great. We're helping the kids who need help. And under that guise, they put in things like the pornography in schools, but kids, kids need to be seen. They bring in the transgender cult, the critical race theory. And all that divisiveness drags down academics, increases bad behavior, pits kids against each other, separates the parents, and then drives what we call synthetic vulnerabilities. So then now you're flooding uh, the community and the school with kids with more vulnerabilities. And then next year, these mental midgets come back and say, oh, see, look, look at all these kids that need help. But they're the ones that create more uh, vulnerability, synthetic vulnerabilities. They couch it as organic vulnerabilities to justify them being able to put more of this in schools, which is why the last five or six years, parents are going, what in the hell is going on? Mm -hmm because it seems like it's just a big flood of it. And in a sense it is, because they spent the last 10 to 12, you know, 15 years setting that foundation. Now it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy, but you know, organizations like ours and many others are starting to help parents figure that out and, and starting to stop the bleeding and then eventually run it out of schools. I don't know if you realize this, Alvin, but what you just described is a, is a biblical model of discipleship. Just, okay. just with a different, completely different worldview framework. For example, okay. you've described that they've moved beyond indoctrination, right? That's that, that, that was our focus, the curriculum. And what are they putting into their brains yeah. and what are they teaching them? And is right. the, are these things factually accurate? Are they true? What's postmodernism right. right. and subjectivism and all these other mm -hmm. reductionism and all these other things. Mm -hmm. All right. But, but mm -hmm. they, the original model of indoctrination was to feed you Epistemolo epistemologically empty information or, or vapid theory to give you permission to just act on your emotions or desires or, as you put it very eloquently a minute ago, vulnerabilities. What you just described is an opposite model 
where I make mm-hmm. the relational connection first. Mm-hmm. All right. We share right. vulnerabilities with one another. All right. right. We are doing right. life together. That's a discipleship model. That's like what that's that's Christ and the apostles. OK, that's that's a that's, that's right. a that's a that's mom and dad in the home. OK, with the kids, they, they, they yes. have now built an emotional bond of, of around those shared vulnerabilities with those children. And then they introduce the the you know epistemological poison but by that point in time as a parent your ability to argue against that is largely lost because an emotional bond has been forged that you are now competing with on a on a on a on a on a much more molecular level than just an intellectual argument. Do you understand what I'm trying Did I explain that well? What I, what I'm, you explained that okay. perfectly. You explained that absolutely perfectly. And that's exactly what they are doing. And then the, like you said it perfectly, the parents, as it goes on, they have less and less of a chance to get them out. What you essentially described. Let me, is let me interrupt for just a second. I think I found a simpler way to say what I was trying to say for the audience to get it. You're no longer competing with the schools intellectually. You're competing with them relationally, relationally that, and that now that (laughs) that's, that's, that open marriage isn't going to work basically is what I'm trying to say. All right, go ahead. No, you're absolutely right. Here's the best way I'd usually describe it for parents. If I only have just like, you know, 10 minutes with them. Imagine if I said, Hey, Steve, uh, I'm going to introduce a Buddhist class in, in K through 12. Okay. It's a fifth period Buddhist class. And you're like, Okay, people are going to argue with me and say I should, I shouldn't, you know, there's some books, some literature, but if I'm just teaching a Buddhist class, fifth period, parents can opt them out, kids can decide not to take it as an elective. I'm not saying you got to take it before you graduate, okay? Even if I said, no, you got to take it before you graduate, it's a fifth period Buddhist class in, in the jun- in, in, when you're in junior in high school, versus if I change the entire K-12 through to a Buddhist temple. Yeah. When you walk into a Buddhist temple, yeah. you're not learning about Buddhism. You're learning how to live and think. Yes, and make you're being discipled. Life. Yes, you've gone from being indoctrinated to being you're discipled now. You own this now. Like we can un we can deprogram bad indoctrination. You can deprogram that. Yes. Okay, it's not yes. easy, yes. but it can be done. Yes. Here, you're talking yes. about a cultic form of groupthink. Right. You're talking about a form of discipleship, and that is not as easy to untangle people from once the emotional bond is forged. Once this is where I go to get meaning and and empathy and unconditional love, or at least you know faux versions of those things. And and if if you take those things away from me, who will love me? Who will care about me? Right? You're not competing with them intellectually anymore. You're competing with them relationally now. That's why they tell kids today: if your parents don't accept you, we're your family. Now. Exactly. That's literally signs that they have out in schools and these school counselors and social workers. They don't even hide it anymore. They basically say most parents are going to, they don't know how to uh, raise their kids. They're abusive. They don't accept their kids. And so we do it. This is why when you hear words like inclusion, we support all students. They don't mean they support all students. They mean that we want to get all students. And that's why you hear all these things like, I need to be seen. I need to be heard. I need to be represented. Those are these language contamination that puts parents to because they don't know that's what it actually means. So that's why when they lose their kids, when their kids come home and say, I'm a different pronoun or name, parents are like, where is this coming from? Right. You know, they were fine in the fourth grade, but in the fifth 
all of a sudden they're a different, uh, you know, different uh, sex, a different pronoun. No, no, you didn't lose them in the fourth or fifth grade. You lost them from first grade on. You just mm-hmm. didn't know it because they that, laid that, that foundation that's why, early on. That's why, hey... Once the once the relationships established, we might as well consummate the relationship. So we see soaring re- right. sexual relationships with educators and their students, for example. That's why they're that's why to them they're not pedo groomers. Well, in any you know family relationship, we have to talk birds and the bees, right? We have to talk about yeah. you know uh, human sexuality and carrying on the species. Right. And th- th- this is a this is a rival discipleship model. It's not just a, a center of indoctrination anymore. That's what I think you're describing. That's absolutely right. And the one thing I want that, you know, as long, you know, we always try to give parents some takeaways and some to do's. Here's the one question I want parents to form a habit of asking themselves. Every time a school counselor or teacher or school board member or whoever tells you we're just doing X, it's just about inclusion, empathy, responsible decision making, whatever they're going to tell you here. Instead of saying, oh, that's good, because we do that at home, too. That's what 99 percent of parents will say. Mm-hmm. That's why they use those words. Mm-hmm. Instead. I want your listeners to train themselves to ask them this first question instead. Through whose lens is being taught that? Through whose lens is that virtue or that trait being taught? Because what the mistake that we all make in a civilized good society is that we assign positive traits to or assign positive connotations to certain traits. I'll give you an example for like a, a goal setting. They haven't taken over the word goal setting yet, so I'm going to use that. We, goal setting's good, short-term, mid-term, long-term goals, right? We teach our kids that, we do that. But when we capture, let's say, a arrest, a, a serial killer, okay? We don't say, hey, he he's good at goal setting, but he did, he had goals, <laughs> right, right. he met them, sometimes he exceeded them, yeah. but we don't say that because we don't assign that connotation. Right. So it's the same thing with schools. Yeah. When they say empathy, they don't mean the same thing you and Correct. I mean, Steve, or any of your listeners. They mean that, hey, if you're a girl and you get a, a man in a, a locker room or a bathroom and you feel that that you know that gut reaction that all women should have, you need to have empathy. That's so it's through whose lens is that being taught? And you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, the teachers and coaches and principals largely reflected the same values as their community. Not so today. So every time they tell you it's just about X. Your question is, through whose lens is it through? Because today, it's mostly through a lens of a critical race theorist or a transgender activist. What's the plumb line that we're seeing these things through, in other words? Great stuff, Alvin. Where can people learn more about your organization and and get some applicable tools as well that'll help them as parents? Courageisahabit.org or any of our social media at CourageHabit. But at Courageisahabit.org, there's going to be a tab called School Counselors. If you click on that tab, you will see a host of uh, uh, resources and exposés that we've exposed the School Counselor, American School Counselor Association. But equally as important, at the end of each of those documents, uh, each of those resources is a opt-out form. And I want every parent to use it. I want you to take it in on Monday and I want you to use it. Uh, and I want you to pressure your school to make sure they honor your parental rights. Don't let them tell you that they can't honor it. They will sometimes they'll lie to you, depending on your school district and, and your school board. But I want you to do that, to put that in, to say my child is not to be uh, have any formal or informal meetings with any mental health professional, whether it's on staff or contracted. Then in that same tab, there's something we put out. It was our last release of 2022 called Stranger Danger. 
and it gives you five strategies on how to teach your child to protect themselves. And every family can modify it depending on the age of the child and then their values as well. And of course, we're a nonprofit. Uh, any support you give us, it goes right back into the fight. We know that 99% of parents don't have 40 hours to dig through this. Uh, these, these programs are meant to be confusing. It's meant to be complicated. And so we try to distill it down so that you don't have to go through 40 hours every week looking through this. We give you just enough for you to understand so that you can f fight for your children because that's the most important. Amen. Courageisahabit.org is where you want to go. Courageisahabit.org. Good to see you again, Alvin. Thank you. Good to see you, Steve. Thank you. Right, take care. This really ties back to the conversation we had last week about Jordan Peterson going on Joe Rogan to criticize Chris Rufo for what he's trying to do in Florida with Governor DeSantis. And the point I made in disagreement with Jordan Peterson, someone's catechesis is getting taught in those mm -hmm. schools. There's just no way. We're, we're, as human beings, we are mind, body, soul, spirit, okay? So the, the soul or the spirit will be engaged in any setting where there's human beings because that's what human beings are. That's the essence of our humanity. So the idea that you're going to put a bunch of young skulls full of mush, as Rush used to say, in a setting where someone who is, has a superior level of development is inculcating them and, and that those matters won't be addressed. That's just not human nature, bro. It's going to happen. Someone's catechesis is getting taught in those schools. And that's what you just heard from Alvin, a quantification of the spirit of the ages. Catechesis getting taught in those schools. Hour two is next. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right, back here with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here alongside Todd and Aaron McIntyre, and all of you. You can let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox by emailing the show, Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, and Gab. You can follow me at Steve Dace Show. On Twitter, Getter, TikTok, and Instagram. You can also find me on Truth Social as well, at Real Steve Dace there. And again, the last name is D-E-A-C-E. Thanks to all of you that listen via podcast, if you wouldn't mind, if you've yet to do this. Leave us a five-star review. If you like the show, hit subscribe or follow. That helps the program make the necessary offering to the very finicky and capricious algorithmic gods. Uh, thank you to all of you that have done those things for us already. Thank you all for each and every one of them. If nothing else, you have boosted our fragile male egos, and we appreciate that. This portion of the show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Going online without ExpressVPN is like leaving your kids with the nearest stranger while using the restroom. Most of the time, it's probably fine, but you never truly know who you're trusting, so why would you ever risk it? Because every time that you connect,
to an unencrypted network in cafes, hotels, airports, basically any network that is not your own. Your online data is not secure. A hacker on that network can gain access to to and steal your personal data like passwords, financial details, you name it. That's why ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. So hackers can't steal your data. Hackers can make some serious cash selling your personal information on the dark web. But with ExpressVPN, uh, it's easier than ever before to keep your information safe. Just fire it up in the app. Uh, Click one button and you're instantly protected on multiple devices right now. And it works on all your devices, laptops, phones, tablets. So you can stay secure while you're on the go. Secure your online data today at expressvpn.com slash Steve. That's express V as in victory. Expressvpn.com slash Steve. And when you do, get three extra months for free. Three extra months for free when you go to expressvpn.com slash Steve. We welcome in my oldest daughter again this week, Anastasia. Good to see you. How you doing, Princess? You know, I'm doing good. Got some bangs, made you realize you were wrong about words with friends, and, you know, did all that. So that was good. So I started, I was not wrong. I started another game with you, and then you didn't respond. Are we all just right. not working? Are you, are, you, are you shunning me now? No, I'm just saying that I'll be posting the screenshots and screen recording I have that said I literally had to nudge right, you to maybe play I need She brought receipts. <laughs> yes, she did. Where did she learn such things? And maybe I need to delete the app and reinstall it because it's been acting Yeah, it's up. probably the app. <laughs> <laughs> Very few people can get away with that with me, but you are one of them. Okay. That look you just gave them. Uh, that's my Christmas bonus. <laughs> yes, right there. Yes. All right. So what are we doing this week? So I want to say before we start that I did try to give you guys an out and I gave your guys' listeners three options. One was sports trivia. So that's, that's fun. You should have just chosen that, audi- One, that option yourself. But it's more fun to let them do it so then I don't get in trouble if something goes wrong. Then I can be like, it was you guys. Okay. Yes. Yes. One was, are you smarter than a fifth grader? That was fun when we did that the last time. Mm-hmm. But the one that they chose is they want you guys to react to some more TikToks. So I bought, oh brought three gosh. more videos along with me today. And But this is the good thing about them is all of these people are now over the age of 18. So now it's like, I feel like better to roast them if it's cringy. Like it's, you can say more now. Okay. I feel like that was the mistake I made the last time. So now, and maybe these aren't as much cringy as more of like, I feel like they're more conversation starters. Okay. So I brought three. Is there TikToks. a particular theme or they're just, it's kind of all over the board? Um, Just, I hate them. So the, I the, thought the, you'd the, hate you, them too. You, you hate the videos. You yeah. And okay. I, so I kind of was like, looking through a lens of like what would you hate what would you hate what would you hate so i was like let's just do that that's that's <laughs> that's usually my you, like you, under, you, you understand that this industry is called broad casting correct what can i find that would make the people doing the program hate doing the program period hate period so yeah that is kind of how we roll on our show you know? And a lot of people tell me I'm one of the only people who can get away with that, bringing stuff like that here. That is true. You so are I'm like, one, so now I have to really dig into that. All right. So we have three of these? Yes. I got brought three TikToks again. All right. Let's fire up the first one, Aaron. Go ahead. This is probably going to piss off a lot of people. But a relationship between a man and a woman is inherently unequal. And that goes for any relationship where someone is deciding to date their oppressor. Just like all white people have racism brainwashed into them, all males have misogyny brainwashed into them. And any male who claims not to be a misogynist is a misogynist. Because a self-aware man knows that he has it brainwashed into him. 
And any time that a woman decides to be in a relationship with a man, she's making a sacrifice and a commitment knowing that she's dating her oppressor. Almost all women have sexual trauma and emotional abuse trauma, literally just from society. And she's taking a risk in being with you and making a commitment to help you undo your brainwashing. Now, of course, I'm not saying that people shouldn't date the opposite gender, but a lack of awareness can cause problems. Okay. Happy Valentine's Day, ladies. Is she reading? She's obviously reading that, right? It well, that's like why she's they, reading do, it. they do those cuts. So she's so yeah. unsure of even yeah. how to explain her craziness that she has to make sure it's this is where fully produced. I, this is where I wonder when I see stuff like this, is this just a Chinese psyop? Right? I mean, like I mentioned last hour, last year we lost more disposable income in America than we have in any year since 1932, the depths of the Great Depression. Right? There's a lot of people right now, man, that aren't making the kind of money they were making before. At the same time, inflation has soared in the last couple of years. I would imagine there's a lot of people willing to be a Tokyo Rose out there for the spirit of the age. You know, Buckwheat's willing to work Penub. You know what I'm trying to say? I mean, mm -hmm. did the Chinese just go out and find people and hey, we'll pay you five grand or something. Just, you know, read this video and we'll make sure it gets mass exposure in the algorithm trying to poison your culture. How much of this element is real? A lot. You think it is a lot? This has what, everything to do with talking with Alvin earlier. This is a grotesquely insecure human being. They got her when she was an awkward, unsure, normal teenager, and they made sure... She stayed that way. They harvested her mm. to be this person. And so you, you, you tell her that her weakness is her strength. So they clutch it. They idolize it. They never want to move past their weakness. Why would I? So cultic grooming is what so, you're yes, describing. Stay in that. Put that weakness on steroids. So that's actually where they feel the strongest mm. because they then fill them with speeches like this. So that is just insecurity screaming a script. And there's a lot of kids out there like that. And it, it's not coincidence why they have to, why a lot of these things are cut like that. Because either they come out in one big emotional scream, or this is how they feel empowered. Mm -hmm. This is the gloss. This That's basically a filter you just saw. Like... You've lived in Iowa your whole life. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I mean, I didn't know who, I, I never heard the name Sam Smith in my life until he dressed up as the devil. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, is he like your generation's Marilyn Manson or something? Or is that kind of a new thing for no, him? No, like he was never like that. Like I yeah. remember when like his songs used to, like he was, he's actually a really phenomenal singer okay. in my personal opinion. Okay. Because I, I had no idea who he was. Okay. So I, I generationally, you know, and, and and I maybe I didn't I didn't know who know I didn't know who Andrew Tate was until he got arrested by the Romanian government. You know, so when, when a lot of these things, I live in Iowa. You know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm insulated from a lot of these kinds of things, and I and I don't care. You've lived in Iowa your whole life, nowhere mm -hmm. else. So you've been insulated too, and you were homeschooled. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's the double that's the double win. <laughs> so, right yeah, yes, <laughs> all the way through to the end. Do you know people like this? 
I mean, no. I mean, like, in my circles, no. I mean... I mean, you were in the arts community, very left-wing. And that's what I was going to say is, like, right... I feel like I was sort of moving out of that area right as this was, like, starting to become a thing. Like, you and I always joke, I'm like, whatever happened to just classic old gay and lesbian? You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever happened to those good old days where we just had the gays and lesbians out here, you know? Yeah. But, so I was moving kind of out of the theater and my arts realm right as, like, these people were moving and now I see it all the time from like my old friends is like this kind of stuff and they're like so you have seen this kind of from my old friends yes yeah yes but they're also I mean those are the people that have now gone to New York Chicago and to do like performing arts colleges so they're like they haven't been able to pace themselves or get away from that it's just constant like saturation in that world maybe my attempt to satiate my own disgust and fear was was that's where we're at now I was hoping this was a Chinese psyop. Like I was hoping it was a very possible, profitable, successful Chinese psyop with an app they created strictly to drop poison like this into our culture. I mean, that would be horrible, right? Wouldn't that be just absolutely like the horrible of horribles? Isn't it the lesser of two evils to what she just described? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. Next video that you are not blessed you are privileged not hashtag blessed hashtag privileged so when you post pictures of your beautiful vacation or your healthy children or your lovely home and you write hashtag blessed you are offensive because you were not chosen as one of God's favorites you were given opportunities that other people were not including access to health care, a job, health insurance, and there are many people in this world who are oppressed who do not have access or opportunity to have the things that you have. So you are not some man in the skies favorite because you are better than others. You are privileged and that's okay. Just use your privilege in a positive way and remember that you are not hashtag blessed. I'll let you take this one first. Well, by your own standard. How many times did you meet this woman at a school board meeting? Oh, they're all, they're teaching your kids. They're legion. Yes. No, meaning that they were like on the board. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But again, going back to Alvin, she has her own temple. She considers herself a version of blessed. She's a Gnostic. She has special knowledge and she's telling you all the time on social media. Woman, what is the difference between you and all the people you're complaining about? You just have a different faith. Mm-hmm. That's it. You're on here ranting and raving on social media. You're, you're, and you're quite frankly, you're more addicted to all that comes with that. The likes, I guarantee you, you're checking the follow-up of what you posted for what people are saying about it more than the person who just posted that, you know, stupid pic with their cat. All right, come on. I'll say it again. I said it last hour. Someone's catechesis is getting taught. Someone's religion is getting preached. So we're just, that's the debate. I mean, I, I pointed out yesterday at the University of Chicago Law School, you know, I, I, I put more meat and, and, or flesh and bone on James Dobson's observation that there's only two worldviews ever. God is or he isn't. Okay. And within those worldviews, there's a lot of different philosophies and religious viewpoints and isms, but those are really the only two. And I, but I, I, I specified it all the more on the one hand there the, in God's economy, meaning comes from suffering. Um, adversity builds character. 
perseverance builds strength. Authority means a responsibility, not power. And God even models this himself, right? He is the ultimate authority, right? And so the world is wrecked by sin. Did, did God wreck the world with sin? No. No. Was it his fault? No. No. But is he the authority? Yes. So then whose responsibility was it to fix it? He took that responsibility upon himself and sent his son to do so, right? That's, that's how God's economy works. And that's how the, the economy, that's how the, the, the ecosystem of God is works. Here's how the ecosystem of God isn't works. Everything's a will to power. And that's everything you see her say right there in that video. Is the third video an, another woman or is it a man? It is a woman. Okay, then I'll save my What comment. is a woman, Todd? I, I have <laughs> that's going to be the behind that last video. One thing to add to this video as well. She, she, she is, she is, she's making a moral statement there, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as she's well presenting a theological that one too. And theological, yeah. but she's presenting that as if it is a good thing. But she just got done saying that basically anything good in your life right. is not a blessing. It is privilege. Lady, stop yeah. flaunting your moral privilege at me, please. Thank yes, you. Yes, indeed. And by the way, is that a car that you're speaking from with a, a camera phone? Yeah. See, that's what Seemed I said very yesterday. Privileged to me. That's yeah. what you're I just... said yesterday when I was showing people at work yeah. this video. I was like, I would say that she's pretty privileged to have the freedom to say whatever yeah. she wants and yeah. to post that video and to have the phone she has. She has a pair of glasses. Glasses aren't cheap she nope. has a nice car it looks like she's in a nice neighborhood you know what i'm saying see the so. christians who thought as she did but they, they ran out into the desert and stayed there their whole life because they thought yeah, listen I, I i need to shed myself of this in order to become closer to god that's my personal calling they don't jump in their honda and get on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> all right let's watch the final one so I don't know if this is considered an unpopular opinion. Yes. But if you have a daughter, you need to stop calling her princess if you do. The way that Disney has branded the princess is based on her beauty as her most important asset. This term also encourages the damsel in distress that needs to be rescued by a man. And it doesn't focus on their intelligence or integrity or any other character trait. Why don't we call girls scientist, engineer, doctor like why does it have to be something cutesy like oh princess what do you need like no my daughter's father called her princess yesterday and i had to lecture him again because we do not use that term in this house even my own sisters have called her princess and i will tell them don't call her that maybe i come across as very controlling but i think it's a very harmful word and she shouldn't look up to that term I think I would rather procreate with a cantaloupe. That's my analysis. I have a question for this woman. What if your daughter is a 59-year-old Finnish dude who wants to self-actualize <laughs> his dream of being an ice princess? <laughs> Perfect. That's it right there. Yeah, that's it. I mean, who is she to judge? Correct. Can you feel the Valentine's Day warmth exuding from her? <laughs> my daughter, my daughter's father. father. Yeah, that's your husband. <laughs> Good grief, Dad! I, what have you always told me about guys? What do they love the most? Being nagged by women. Yes, yes. All your life, I've told you. There's a lot of ways to get what you want out of a man. Nagging will never be one of them. Okay. I don't want to come across as controlling, but Neil before Zod. <laughs> um, my job, the reason I asked before, my job, having four of them, my 
primary job under God is to make sure I raised four women who turn out nothing. Preach. Like these fools. Preach. Hey, that's it. Yep. End of sentence. Yeah. And and all three of them seem so joyous, yeah. so contented, so at peace, right? I mean, I bet they're a hit at parties, right? Good stuff, Anna. Thank you. You're but welcome. please, next week, sweetie. No more TikTok videos, please. Your little engineer. We'll see you next week. All right. All right. Thank you, princess. <laughs> All right. Let's get to uh, fake news or not brought to you by Eden Pure. You can purif- purify the air in your home and get healthy, clean, fresh smelling air, eliminate odors, kill mold, mildew, bacteria, viruses, do all of that with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier that uh, uses technology into the air that seeks out the odors and pollutants in your home and eliminates them. It's also filterless, so you won't have to be buying filters and replacing them for many months and years after you make the purchase right now. All right, and you can get the three-pack for whole home protection, all three units, for under 200 bucks. That's a fraction of what their competitors, that probably aren't as good as them anyway, cost right now. So whole home protection, basement, bedroom, family room, etc. And free shipping, and free shipping, three units for under 200 bucks, and free shipping. When you go to EdenPureDeals.com, that's EdenPureDeals.com, and use the promo code for this special, Steve3. Steve3 for the three-pack for under 200 bucks and free shipping, code Steve3 at EdenPureDeals.com. You know, we had joked over the last couple of years on this show that maybe I've just become Alex Jones with Bible verses, right? I, I, I thought conspiracy theories often gave the systems that we were accusing of conspiring against us too much credit. Okay. Um, and I mean, I'm a truth guy. Just, I want to know what's actually true. And, and the truth is that a lot of times conspiracy theories get 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 promulgated because it's simpler for us to believe that other than we could actually do something about the plight that we are in. Okay. And then March 16th of 2020 happened and every day henceforth. And I mean, I, I was forced to expand my Overton window. I, I, I'm, because I'm a truth guy, I now had to broaden the, the, the horizons of what I was willing to consider might or might not be true based on the amount of dishonesty, disinformation, gaslighting, censorship, tyranny, oppression that we lived under the last few years. Today for Fake News or Not, though, gentlemen, I bring you, as Aaron said earlier, glad tidings of great joy. It turns out we haven't changed. It turns out we have not become conspiracy theorists after all. Turns out we're doing the exact same show we've always done. It's just we're a little further ahead of the curve. We're a little further ahead of the curve than we used to be. Todd, you have compiled a list of things over the last going on three years of COVID that we were reasonably assured were conspiracy theories and not true that we claimed because we looked at the actual data that have henceforth been proven to actually not be conspiracy theories, but be true. Thus changing the definition of conspiracy theory, like we're changing the definitions of everything else these days. Conspiracy theory now usually means a true fact that the system isn't willing to admit yet. 
or never really wants to. Fair? Yeah. Yeah. To wit, we present into evidence this list for this week's fake news or not. These are all things that they told us were conspiracy theories. Every last one of them. And yet they all turned out to not be conspiracy theories. They all turned out to be true. And as you'll see here in a minute, it's not, it's not a short list. The virus spread in the United States before 2020. Remember back when I said, yeah. how do we know how to flatten yeah. a curve if we don't know when it began, right? And do you guys remember like the first weekend of COVID shutdowns on Fox? They ran the graphic. We, were, we had it on our show. It was, this was on Fox. They're running the graphic, an explosion of coronavirus cases, like it just miraculously showed up here uh, on the 1st of March, right? That was the baseline. No. That, we were told that was a conspiracy theory. It's true. That the virus came from a Wuhan lab. That's true. That one in particular, if I can say real quick, it's astounding how... How, how, how far that thing has changed. That particular one has changed. That was like a way out there. You guys are, you guys are just science fiction nuts. That would ne- it was that type of cons- conspiracy theory uh, lingo. It's amazing how far that When that we released gone. the number one best-selling book, Fauci and Bargain, at the end of March in 2021, you could not publish or, or, or say on major social media platforms that the virus originated in a Wuhan lab without getting banned. So that just goes to the point that you just made there, Aaron. You're right on the money. Asymptomatic spread was a lie, was a canard. I said that the entire time. Asymptomatic spread was always a canard and a lie. Respiratory viruses don't primarily spread asymptomatically. Never have. Fauci even admitted that pre-COVID. And all the data, how many studies around the world showed this? But they told us that was a conspiracy theory. COVID was just a bad flu. Well, here we are now with the IFR and what we've known about it from the very beginning, and that's what it turned out to be. A very bad one, but that's what it turned out to be. And then do you, do you remember when Debbie, uh, you know, uh, bedazzle me Burks, lectured us all that it's not, it's not the flu. And then the White House came out with their guidelines um, for green zones and all that. Remember that with the coronavirus task force, her and Pence's uh, task force. Do you remember what they, uh, how they uh, judged the virus, what they called it? Influenza-like illness. Influenza-like illness, that's right. I-L-I. Weird. It's not a bad thing. Except when you called it one, yes. Hospitals overcounting COVID hospitalizations and deaths. Everybody's writing about that now. The Atlantic is, Washington Post, everybody's writing about that now. Um, the IH, IHME models vastly overestimating deaths. Yeah, I mean, how did I, de- how did I, how did I debunk this in the spring of 2020? Well, folks, I did this really complicated thing. I mean, I, had, I you need to know, I've got sources everywhere. Okay. I went to the state's dashboards, looked at the actual data they were publishing on how many people were dying or in the hospital, and then I went to the IHME website where they kept their model and compared that to what the model was saying. It's a very complicated process. Could, could not possibly could, chest, could not possibly be paralleled. Uh, there is no equivalent anywhere else in alternative media. Yes, that's what I did. Natural immunity, herd immunity, is actually a thing. Remember when they told us that natural immunity 
didn't apply, didn't exist. Remember when Trump told us that herd immunity is a strategy. Those were his exact words. Well, what Sweden was trying to do is a strategy. No, dude, that's actually how we've survived for 7,000 years of plagues. So that's cool. Speaking of Sweden, remember when it didn't exist? <laughs> that was a deep, dark hole. <laughs> yes, it was. Sweden, Sweden, like, literally disappeared in the year 2020 and did not exist. Now, all the data. It's funny. You, you, the next story you see after, you, you know, you'll see there all the immigrant problems they're having. I mean, it's not paradise or anything like that, uh, but their their numbers, even relative to all of their uh, Nordic counterparts, yep. I mean, it's just, it's through the roof. They're doing they got, so much better than everybody. They got 57 problems in Sweden. COVID-19 was never one of them. They managed that correctly. Yes. Six feet was all made up. It was all made up. Like a, I mean, it was like a kid wrote an article about it like 20 years ago. And the whole thing was just all made up. Um, Masks don't work. I mean, they keep trying to trot out these studies and they keep pointing out that masks don't work. So there's another conspiracy theory that was true. Schools and churches were the super spreaders. Ah, yes, indeed, they weren't. Uh, Andrew Cuomo was a murderer. That was a conspiracy theory. He was, remember when he was traveling the country on a book tour during lockdowns? Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. It was a conspiracy theory that many experts disagreed with Fauci from the beginning. Except for all the ones that did from... But I can get I get why you never I get why the Trump White House couldn't find these people and the Biden White House didn't know who they were. I mean, these people were all from like really podunk, you know, uh, diploma mills known as Oxford and Stanford and Harvard and Yale. Trust the experts. Indeed. Uh, Hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin work. This was actually something that Trump got right from the very beginning which is why they couldn't afford him trying to save your life. So they had to shun those medications and, and uh, uh, give them the official orange man, bad black box label. That was cool. One of my favorite moments of the last three years was when Merck came out who accepted the Nobel prize for creating ivermectin in 2015 and then came out with a press release saying that it was a dangerous drug. One of my favorite moments. I love that one. I mean, I just, I slapped knees all night long when that happened. Loved it. Big Pharma blackballed hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin because otherwise they couldn't get the emergency uh, power green light for vaccines. Absolutely true, because that's the law. Remdem severe kills. True that. Speaking of black box warnings. Ventilators kill. Remember the ventilator porn that Trump yeah. did for, yeah. for months? Like, what, like it, wasn't he still talking like ventilators like in August yeah. of 2020? Right? I think I did an entire montage. I think yeah. we all know he's going to be talking about them for the next two years. <laughs> then people realized we're actually killing people on these things. They started filling up the landfills. Remember that? Yeah, it was great. The hospitals were not overrun. We started building field hospitals and baseball stadiums in Seattle and other places. They, had, they saw like a patient and then closed down after a week. Lockdowns couldn't work and would have dire consequences. Just had a study about this last week. There's been a ton of them. But there was just another study about this last week that found that the net ratio of lives saved by lockdowns to lives lost was a negative minus 250,000. So that was cool. Misinformation campaigns and banishment from media were primarily political propaganda, not health-related Thank you, Elon Musk, for debunking this, basically, with uh, the Twitter files. The vaccine wouldn't stop the spread. That's 
True. Vaccines during a pandemic will amplify the virus. We Uh-oh. saw that, indeed. Vaccines cause myocarditis and blood clots. That's every headline. Vaccines impact fertility. Naomi Wolf got banned for that. Never-ending boosters because Pfizer is a business, not healthcare. Pfizer must vaccinate children to garner protection from lawsuits, and the list goes on and on. Back here on the Steve Day Show, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast as part of the show, powered by our friends over at Bullion Max. Did you hear me mention a couple times already on the show today? Big news while we were gone, sad news actually. More discretionary income was lost by Americans in 2022 than any singular year since 1932. By the way, not a single contested Senate seat switched hands, right? Not a single one. Wasn't every Senate incumbent reelected? I believe so. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Highest amount ever in the Gallup poll saying that they are worse off financially than they were the year prior. Highest amount ever, like higher than when Ronald Reagan coined that question in the 1980 presidential debate against Jimmy Carter. And yet every single elected senator up for re-election won, not a single incumbent lost. Invincible ignorance. That's why you want to talk to our friends at Bullion Max, all right? Protect your prosperity, your productivity. Find out why smart people, wise people, people wise as servants, right, have been doing this with precious metals, rare commodities from time and memoriam. Get started with our friends at Bullion Max. Uh, Start building your reserve right now. They've put together a silver starter kit for you with some of the best silver products out there, including the popular American Eagle and more. Uh, And this is the best way to get started with diversifying your savings, your portfolio, etc. All right, go to bullionmax.com slash Steve. That's bullionmax.com slash Steve. Get this at employee pricing. They can't make it any more affordable for you than that. bullionmax.com slash Steve. All right, let's get to Pop Culture Tuesday when we get into the intersection between pop culture and conservatism. There's a notion right now on the right, and we have certainly been uh, amplifiers of it, that wokeism, woke ideology is killing, just killing American pop culture right now. Is it true, though? Is it as true as we claim? Are we, are we guilty of clickbait? Just because some treasured properties, like Marvel and others, have gone off the woke cliff, or, or, or at least at the, at the end of it, and preening down into the cavernous bottom, wondering how far it goes... Is this systemic? It feels that way, doesn't it? Doesn't it, doesn't it feel like everything, yes. everywhere we turn, this tumor touches it? Yeah. So this weekend, M. Night Shyamalan came out with what was expected to be, it, it, really the biggest movie that's opened so far in 2023 is the Blumhouse movie, Megan. 
at the killer robot doll. And that's kind of taken a lot of people by shock and surprise how well that film has done. Many people anticipated the first big opening of the year was going to be M. Night Shyamalan's new movie, uh, Knock at the Cabin, which is based off a best-selling book from a few years ago called The Cabin at the End of the World, where uh, a family, I guess, um, it's two dads with no mom and their, uh, the baby that they adopted, um, have to make a decision Four people show up at their door, like the four horsemen of the apocalypse Four people show up at their door and you, every generation, a family is chosen that they have to be willing to make a sacrifice to stop the apocalypse. Okay. And so M. Night Shyamalan got the movie rights to this book and this is his latest film and his career has been on the rebound after the last few films if you've never seen the visit that's a phenomenal movie one of the best he's ever done okay so there was much expected out of this film probably saw a lot of its promotion everywhere you turned on tv for the last few weeks it bombed it ended up being the number one movie at the box office, but way below expectations. It barely beat Avatar, which is like in its 10th week of release. It absolutely bombed. It's the worst North American box office opening for an M. Night Shyamalan film ever. Like, before we knew who he was. And then when he was in, you know, that multi-year slump that he went in after Unbreakable, basically. Even films about mermaids in apartment pools opened up better than this movie did. In fact, what the movie did globally, about 20 million, was less than it was being forecasted to open up with just here domestically. But why? Best-selling book? Fairly, fairly successful box office director. He's got a brand and a following for sure, right? Well, what does Knock at the Cabin, Strange New World, that, that's, a, that's a Disney property, right? I mean, Disney hasn't, didn't have, had not had an animated film outright flop since The Dark Crystal in 1983. They had two of them flop last year. One of them flopped in terms of a disappointment in Buzz Lightyear. The other, Strange New World, absolutely bombed at the box office. What do those two films have in common with this one? Remember last summer you couldn't go to a movie without getting inundated with that trailer for bros, right? That movie absolutely bottomed. If you picking up when I'm laying down, Jay, it absolutely bottomed at the box office. What do all those films have in common? Totally different genres, right? What do they have in common, guys? Gay relationships. Yep. And the open promotion of them as a central theme of the film and the storyline. So I find it fascinating that we can't, we were just talking a minute ago, despite the financial, the calamitous financial conditions in the country for many people, every incumbent U.S. Senator was returned to their post that was up for election. But those same people that we can't get to vote the right way, those same exact people, they're not supporting this content. It's bombing everywhere you go. And absolutely, it is systemic. I want you to look at this graphic from Nerdrotic. And if you don't follow them, they're in that kind of group with like Critical Drinker and our Eric July is in this group of, you know, people that are pushing back on woke entertainment in Hollywood and pop culture. 
So Nerd Roddick put together this chart by decade. Best picture nominees that were also box office sales hits. All right. So in the 80s, about half. In the 90s, a little bit more than that. And remember, when we were growing up, we used to look at the best picture movies a lot of times. I've never even seen these movies. I wouldn't want to even see these movies, right? <laughs> Those, they were selling out then compared to what's happening now. Like, look at what's happened in the 2000s, in the 2010s. Now, this is where, the, this is where this, make a note around the 2010s. After what happened with The Dark Knight when it didn't get nominated for best picture, Shortly after they expanded the amount of films that get nominated, I think it's 10 now, right? It used yeah. to be all of our lives. It was five. Now it's, it's 10. So look at the percentage, the percentage of box office successes that are getting nominated has plummeted, even though the amount of opportunities to nominate them has doubled on an annual basis. And so far this decade, guys, look at this 14%. 14%. So we've had 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023, four years of this, and only 14% of those films were considered successful at the box office. It, to me, this chart quantifies what our sentiment is on the right. We're, not always. And, and hey, when we exaggerate stuff on the right for our own clicks and stuff, we're the show that will tell you. That's one of the reasons why we don't have a lot of friends. But this is absolutely one time. That when our lament, our collective lament and angst about something at, from a perception standpoint, quantifies to be data-driven truth. Absolutely, they're just making stuff for themselves now. And you see this in the ratings for the award shows. I mean, these things are drawn flies. Don Lemon called and said, you guys need to pick up the viewership. Okay. I mean, these things are drawn flies. No one knows who these, what these films are, has almost no interest in them. And to me, that chart kind of quantifies the perception on the right that we have of what's happened to American pop culture. Gentlemen, your thoughts. Uh, yeah, well, they don't, it's not like they want to have different content that, makes money like the old con i mean they're not they're not trying to do that they're trying to salt the earth they don't want anything good to grow so this this to go full circle where we started about woke it's yeah this is this is a success to them i remember i used to think out loud about this in conversations with you before i worked for you when i was at the register and just like the the register was increasingly becoming woke and becoming financially destitute at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. Like what? Sooner or later, where do you reach mm -hmm. the balance? What do you? What is a critical mass of? I can't just survive. And and they reached it, didn't care, didn't, drove right yes. through that stop sign, and now they're all going out of business and dying as a result. Because the financial sustainability, as we see it, is that there it's all welfare. They they have you know there's there's the the sources politically. Um, in Hollywood, Steve, you'd know better than I would, you know, who may be driving all of this, but you know, there's people to make, to, to donate the money to, to, to just continue to salt the earth with this garbage. And it doesn't matter if it makes money. It doesn't matter if we all are dead because of it. This is their, it's a cult. This is what cults do. They end up in black pajamas, drinking bad Kool-Aid and killing themselves. They're, they're on target, man. So for that's a great analogy, Aaron. Basically, what he, what Todd, I think you're saying is, for decades it was 
the carrot. All right. The the allure of what you want so that we can we can instill in you what we want. Mm-hmm. Right. And now we're just getting the stick. Right. Yeah. Now. Now. Baby gets the hard sell. Now. 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 We're just we're literally just putting tumors on the screen. We're not just infesting certain aspects of the stories with tumors. Right. Like and, and a great example of this is Marvel. The opening scene to Avengers Endgame, which all three of us agree is an, an incredible film. But what, what's one of the opening scenes? Captain America's in that self-help group, right? With yeah. the gay guy who's yeah, yeah. going out on a date with a guy. And we can all, we all know what's going on here. All right? So they're, they're planting seeds, but they're not making it part of the plot. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now it's the plot. By the way, that movie came out in 2019. So even, even as recently as 2019, they were still following the old model of let's plant some of these seeds in here, you know, and hope mm-hmm. that you'll follow the path that we're leading you down. Now it is we grab the horse, Aaron, by the back of the oh. mane, shove it into the trough and try to drown you and choke you in the water. One more thing. Like, yeah, they're not going to the movie and spending their money on this, but are they doing anything when their groomer teacher is making their own movie uh, with their children as we got done talking about on the show today? You know, I, like this is not really pushback. This is just like uh, uh, giving up. This is the graphical representation of Pearl Jam's not for you, but (laughs) but a handful of more than a handful of woke garbage, spirit of the age trash being shoved down your throat. And Hollywood says, but this is for you. That is for you. This, this is the graphical representation of that. The movies aren't for you, peon. The movies aren't for you. They're for us to shove this crap down your throat. Whether you want it or not. Yep. That's what that graphic is. I have a question I want to follow up to what you just said about the newspaper business in a minute. Before we get there. This is another reminder why you want to make sure when the opportunity presents itself to do business with people that aren't trying to wreck your society. All right. One place we can all do such business is with a device pretty much we all need to use in this modern America. That's our friends over at Patriot Mobile. They can give you access to all the major networks right now. Pick and choose the one you want. You can make switches if you move to an area where... That's a that's kind of a zero in their coverage zone, and you'd be better off uh, switching to another major network. They will make it as as accommodating and flexible for you as they possibly can with their performance guarantee. All right, so go to PatriotMobile.com, America's only American mobile phone company right now. Um, take advantage of their 100% U.S.-based customer service team, which I have firsthand experience with. They're outstanding. They'll make the switch as easy for you as absolutely possible. When you go to PatriotMobile.com slash Steve, again, uh, PatriotMobile.com slash Steve. Get a free activation today. When you do, PatriotMobile.com slash Steve or call them at 878-PATRIOT, 878-PATRIOT. So, Ty, we were just discussing the newspaper business faced this reality, this mm-hmm. fork in the road, okay? When they came to it, they didn't. They just stayed on the path they were on and imploded. And they're a nothing burger, largely, now in, in most communities as a result. Do you think it's possible? Because, I mean, 50 years ago, getting, going, out and, going out and getting the paper in the driveway was a daily ritual for the vast majority of Americans, right? Yeah telling those people that a time would come 
that you not only would not do that, you would actually actively avoid letting what they were putting in those publications get into your home because it's so Mm -hmm. toxic, right? That would be a foreign thing. We have lived with this ubiquitous monolith known as Hollywood and pop culture as a country, probably, you know, since silent films, that's a hundred years now. Could we come to a fork in the, could they come to the fork in the road? Where they essentially just decide, yeah, it'll bankrupt us. We're just, we're going over the cliff anyway. Throw them in Louise, man. So what? Just keep doing it no matter how much we get crushed, how much money we lose. Could the same thing happen in the movie industry that happened to the newspaper industry, based on what you put, you pointed out? Yeah, again, it, as long as there's uh, welfare daddies who want to support what they want uh, to support. And it doesn't matter if Hollywood is... Uh, yeah, it, they, movie theater chains, all of those, they, th- those can die. I mean, have you read Fahrenheit 451? They, they, they don't want you to have the autonomy anyways mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. picking up and deciding where you go. Mm-hmm. They want you on your couch. They want you next Netflix and chilling. It, it, in that book, they describe the place that, the, where you live and all the walls were actually a TV. And it was just you downloading what they want you to have. And listen, people are increasingly fine with it. It's why it worked for COVID. And it's not just a Democrat thing. It's a, you're, you're too comfortable. You want it too out there too much. Just, I'm tired. Life's too hard. I just want a mainframe, man. That's, I, of course, we're going in this direction. Revival or bust needs to happen on so many levels that most of us won't even consider. The people running into church look the same as everybody else these days. Hell of a time for me to ask you if I think there's a future in the movie business as I'm getting into it. (laughs) All right, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.